What's up, brewskis? Long time no see. <laughs> Yet again. Yeah. We got to do these more often. Yeah. Well, this time was uh, your fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was. Well, really, I was victimized. Yeah. By the flu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ravaged. We weren't, we weren't going to play a, uh, a flu game. Nah, nah. So, nah. yeah. That's but we're why. back now, and we decided to finally crack into these bad boys. If you're only listening, um, when I went up to D.C., I, gra I, I, I came back with some stuff uh, that you can't get here. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, but first and foremost, let's 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 just let's get ripping and rolling into this the way that we're supposed to. Okay, so first of all, my name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, brewskies? So tonight's brew, as I was saying, we'll talk about this after. <laughs> okay, <laughs> needs its own it needs its own segment. What's on tap for tonight? We got a couple of bangers to, 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 to get into. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, um, oh God, the fucking Apple, their, their keynote thing that they do, uh, where they reveal all of their new tech that, yeah. you know, this stuff that's like two or three years behind everybody else and two or three thousand dollars more than everybody sure. else. But it looks um, real sleek. And in keeping, keeping in vain with that, they introduced their, not VR headset, but AR headset. Mm -hmm. a, a, AR slash VR, in a way. I mean, I, I hope at the price point that it's at, <laughs> yeah. it better fucking, you better be able to, be, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm so flustered by yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, me too. You better be able to have x-ray vision, is the joke <laughs> that I was going to go for. And uh, <laughs> anyway, mm, okay, we're going to talk about the headset we're going to talk about apple because we haven't talked about i mean they haven't really made a splash in a while apple yeah as a company yeah yeah there hasn't been a new like toy really to play with in a while that yeah. that uh was really interesting enough for us to cover on the show yeah uh what else uh we also have some drama from the the, the friends of fast x drama we haven't seen the movie yet, so unfortunately we'll not be able to review Fast X quite yet. Sorry, guys. Um, is on the agenda, but uh, we can review some, some juicy deets from behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Some good um, stuff. Always, always fun when working with Vin Diesel. Vin being Vin. And, uh, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez being Michelle Rodriguez, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we're, get, we're getting into it. Oh, yeah. And then, last but not least... It's fitting, the last movie from Miyazaki mm -hmm. is reportedly going to have no trailer, no promotional material at all. They're just going to drop the movie. Yeah. And in 2023, is that a good idea? Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that. So let's crack these big ass fucking bitches open <laughs> and get into this. This is episode 393 of the One Beer and Podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. Let me do a click on this one. Okay. 
This is the One Beer and Podcast. The podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. This brew. Okay. So I had to I wanted to give it a little bit of space. Because it's not from a craft brewery. brewery. Mm-hmm. It's not some special double IPA. It's not a, a Berliner Weiss. Sure. It's it's Colt 45. That's right. If you're just listening, I hope that that was a good reveal. <laughs> Classic American lager since 1963. Obi, do you have more information about... This classic lager? I do, uh, uh, from beeradvocate.com. All right. (coughs) It goes as follows. Introduced in 1963 by the Baltimore, Maryland-based National Brewing Company, Colt 45 was named in honor of running back Jerry Hill, who was number 45 on the 1963 Baltimore Colts football team. Through high-profile partnerships with actor Billy D. Williams and comedian Red Fox, who both appeared in radio, print, and TV advertisements, Colt 45 established itself as the premier malt liquor beverage by the early 1970s. It was also during this time that the iconic slogan, works every time, became synonymous with the brand. The Williams relationship lasted for nearly four decades until he passed the torch to music mogul Snoop Dogg in 2010. With Snoop at the helm, we've entered an exciting new Colt 45 era. Is he still at the helm? That's a very good question. I don't know. <laughs> but he was in 2010, so that I, I, I can only assume we uh, continue this exciting era. Interesting. Yes. Well, if you live in Florida, then you'll know that legally we can't have 40 ounces. Mm-hmm. So I went to a place where we can, and I brought two back. The nation's capital. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's strange. I've seen differing ABVs on this thing because on the bottle itself it says 5.6% ABV. Uh-huh. However, I've seen other places that it's 6.1. So I think it may have changed over time. Um, it, was, it used to be 6.1. Now it's 5.6. I believe so. Yeah. So, because I'm I'm seeing now, uh, pretty clear across the board, five point six. Yeah. Also, it says malt liquor, but also American lager. Yeah. So, uh, technically, this can't really be a malt liquor because usually a malt liquor denotes a really high gravity uh, lager. So, something in the neighborhood of like seven and up, seven percent ABV and up. But then again, the the definition of a malt liquor is very fluid. Right. Pun intended. So, I don't know. Interesting. It's okay. more of a marketing thing with Cold 45 and with something like um, uh, Steel Reserve, mm-hmm. which is like almost 9%. I think it's fitting. I think when I think of a malt liquor, <coughs> that is what I think of. is like a high ABV lager. Sure. Something that doesn't need to be something that is not normally that high i think of a headache is what i think about yeah well that's why usually yeah the sugar that's in it that gets it that high yeah uh melts melts your brain i just don't i can't i don't imagine myself finishing this by the time we finish this episode (laughs) i'm not gonna lie to you no way (sighs) i'm not getting through 40 ounces well we'll see we'll see actually 
we'll There's see. There's definitely a bathroom break coming. Yeah, if we if we were to attempt that. Yeah. We'll see how long we talk. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun for the, the viewer. Well, let's get it going then. I am pretty thirsty. All right. First things first, let's pull up some of that uh, that sweet, sweet Apple news. Sweet, sweet Apple news. <laughs> According to The Economist, headline, Apple's Vision Pro is an incredible machine. Now to find out what it's for. <laughs> Which I've, I've seen this general idea across the board, and I have to agree from everything that I've read about it. It seems really cool and really like high end. And, and again, as, as you hinted towards, for the price, it better be. Yeah. Um, but what is really going to be the thing that gets people to not only buy this, but really adopt it across the board? I should say it's a, a $3,500. It's $3,500. <coughs> right. Which makes it by far the most expensive headset you can get. It, it just, it's crazy. Yeah. Apple as a company looks around at the economy, looks at all the people who buy their stuff, and they're just like, you know what? I don't know if they're getting fucked enough. <laughs> Recession? What? <laughs> I mean, I see them bent over, but I just don't know if they're getting fucked enough. We can pull more money out of that. <laughs> I, I, I really believe that this, the Vision Pro and everything around it, first of all, when it, when, when it finally was revealed, it got dunked on immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, because it looks silly, you know? Like, it does look silly. If the, the device itself, I should, I should backtrack. The device itself doesn't look silly. The, the device itself actually looks really high-end, yeah. really sleek. It, it, it looks like an Apple product. Yeah, the whole thing around it, the, the presentation and, sure. the, and the advertisements for it. Yeah, but when you look at someone wearing it and you think of some, if you, you think of someone like, I don't know, in real life at any point, <laughs> in public wearing that thing, yeah. I mean, you look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the same thing. Not the same thing, but similar idea when Google had their glasses. Oh, yeah. You, for some reason, it, it, these, these tech companies, I don't know, man. Sometimes it feels like, uh, like they don't know their target audience at all. Yeah. Because they, like, who is going to walk around with those goggles on? Right. Like, at least remember the Snapchat glasses? Yeah. Them shits, like, just look like regular glasses. And they I, were a little bulky, but yeah. you could they could pass as just a regular pair of sunglasses. How are we in 2023 and they're still making tech that is, like, not feasible to wear, like, wearable? And, and I'm surprised by Apple because of how sleek the watch is. Yeah. And that's always been a, a, a selling point of Apple is, like, it is tech that looks high-end and it it's a uh, fashionable it's always fashionable yeah i mean now mind you maybe the vision here is not to have something that you wear in public gen the vision uh something that you wear like in public generally yeah and it's more of just a home device that like you put on to catch up on the news that day or you know look at your stocks and and check in uh with friends somewhere else See, I don't have the same confidence that Silicon Valley has when it comes to AR and VR and how much people are going to immerse themselves into this stuff. And I think yeah. I think that this headset 
and it's re and the reaction to the headset pretty much exemplifies like where we are right now currently when it comes to this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because obviously like uh, the the meta headset the which was the oculus rift right and the playstation vr yeah stuff like that it, it like it makes sense for what it is and but it's still like a very excuse me still kind of a niche thing right now it's not like it's i mean people people save up to get a console they're not going to save up again to get a, an attachment to the console unless right. they're like really into it True. right yeah so this i think is it 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 shows where we are where the zeitgeist is right now when it comes to this kind of technology maybe a couple years from now i don't want to say like five or ten years from now because i you know i didn't think we were this close to ar fucking shit up or not i'm sorry ai i didn't think we were this close to ai fucking shit up which by the way we need to stop calling it artificial intelligence until uh-huh. it's actually artificial sure. intelligence. Until it's sentient. It's- yeah, we, we've gotten way too comfortable calling shit like chat GPT AI. When all it does is you feed it a prompt and it spits out information that it stole from everywhere. And I'm not sure. going to, we're not yeah. going to do that. But you guys get what I'm saying. We've done it. We, we, we've done this before. The, the headsets, they're still, I just believe, and this is, obviously part of this is my own bias with I, I think like tech like that is it, it's just not for me. But I also feel like I'm not alone in this. I feel like there's a lot of people that feel the same way as I do. Yeah. If you could get, say, the Vision Pro at your local telecommunications company for the same amount you could get your phone for, or if you could mm-hmm. put it on a on a plan, right? If you sure. if they gave them to you as part of your plan, T-Mobile's doing a special giveaway with the a headset for free right. or like $200 down or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could see people experimenting with it. But right now, what do you need that headset for? What need is it filling? The <coughs> wearable tech filled a need, right? Sure. The watches, the, what they, what they've, they've become almost like... Ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. And it made sense. I was joking with my coworker the other day, like, I... Even almost as much as forgetting my headphones, I hate forgetting my Apple Watch when mm-hmm. I go work out. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't I can't count the steps anymore. Right? You know, it doesn't. Does it even matter if I did it? Does no, it count? Because you didn't. You didn't do it if it's if you didn't count the steps. Exactly. And I wouldn't have thought of that before I had one, but now that I do, it's like yeah, second nature. Yeah. I, I wake up in the morning, I put the watch on, and I'm going. You know. Yep. And. That makes sense. These, anything else outside of that, like watching Zuckerberg, for instance, just continue to just shovel money into a fire pit. <laughs> the, the coal fire that is, uh, uh, what's it called? Meta. The metaverse. The metaverse. And you, you just watch it and you're just like, it still doesn't even look as good as a Wii U. It's so bad. I don't know how it's that bad. It's just crazy. It's With crazy how much money they've been bad. spending. I don't know. I like you almost have to try to make it that bad, right? Yeah. Like Dude, I mean the first Oculus Rift, you had the Rift, right? Or no. did you know you had the you PlayStation VR. Right. Yeah. Um but we did get to experiment with it. We the played Rift. with it, yeah. 
And even at, in its first iteration, even though like you couldn't wear it that long, so it kind of made you sick, and you know, it, it was a little blurry, and the headset was the fit was kind of weird, yeah, it was but like cumbersome. At its best moments, it looked just as good mm-hmm. as what the metaverse looks like right now. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, that he's and this shit. I just don't. I get why they feel the need to get into that sphere because sure. at some point we will be doing shit like this. And this- they're they're trying in in the history of Apple. They are or in the in sort of the 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 uh, the history that they've made for themselves over time. They're trying to do that again in the same way that they did it with the iPhone and the Apple Watch and yeah. you know all these things, <coughs> the Macintosh. But the Macintosh, you know, I just. It's so clear that they really they need another like creative genius behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's just not there anymore, and it hasn't been since Steve Jobs. Yeah, so they haven't. Apple hasn't felt essential in years. It, it obviously, it, uh, you know, they're a massive, massive company. All of us have. Apple products. Sure. I'm not saying that they go away tomorrow. I'm saying they haven't felt like, whoa, cutting edge and yeah, yeah, doing what something different. What is Apple different. doing next? Yeah, they've been. I mean, it, it's so clear that they're just riding off of their legacy, and you know, uh, and name recognition alone. Yeah, which I mean, at this point, I don't know. We're we're we're. <laughs> this seems to be the final frontier of of technology right now. Right. This seems to be the thing. This is yeah. the the precipice of, of technology is AR and VR. Sure. Stuff, right. Yeah, yeah. But it still seems to be so. I think I mean, maybe it has to do with with where we are as a society that like if if life was better, things like this would make more sense. Mm-hmm. But since the since it it sucks since society kind of sucks right now. I mean, uh-huh. like I'm I'm not gonna you know harp on it, but let's just call a spade a spade. Like we're not living in the best times right now. You know what I mean? I mean maybe that's why there's such a push for AR and VR technology. But but what I'm saying is like, yes, the tech bros want to push it, mm-hmm. but the but the common man. The common man can't afford it. First exactly. Of all. So then, what what is the point? Who is this for? Is what I'm saying. Like. If it's going to continue to be about the elite or these niche people yeah. or these people with niche uh, 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 interests and hobbies and yeah. stuff, then sure. But how do you sell that to you and I? Well, here's the thing, and I've seen this sort of hypothesized other places too, so not an original thought here. But um, a lot of people are saying that this is very much a prototype that the cost is because it, you're you're paying for an early adopters fee essentially you know you you buy this because you are like a huge tech bro and that's your thing you know yeah. you, you will spend the money on it because you want the newest flashiest stuff and it looks it's a cool toy it, it you know you want to be the the one person on your block that has it okay cool you invest in it yeah good, um, good for you right and then once once they sell those and you're able to show them off to your friends, then they can look at it and be like, that's pretty cool. Can't afford them right now, but you know, maybe in the future. 
And then, you know, maybe in five years or so, costs a little less to make the components, costs a little less to make the microprocessors and all that stuff. Batteries are better and they can make one for the same price in five, 10 years uh, with better technology. In it. You know, like, yeah, it's kind of the, the way of technology that you pay a lot for less early on. And the price tends to go down over time. I never understood people who people like that. Mm. Who buy the broken, basically the broken tech. Sure. Well, it's the best we have right now. So, you know. Is it though? Is it? I'm sure that you could spend $10,000 on a, a VR mask that blows your nose for you and stuff. But yeah. Well, if you can, then why not spend it on that instead of this? Because this Cause seems to be like... Like a meeting you in the middle kind of price. Like, hey man, it's a it's look all the stuff that it can do though. Like we got it, we got this price point down as low as we could. Yeah, you know, we're trying to. What I'm saying is like, at what point? At what point do you think people are just going to have AR and VR headsets just lying around? Well, I, I think that we're pretty far away from that. It, you know, I don't know. I, I from all of the sort of cynicism I'm throwing at this thing. It could pop. Who knows? It could become the next thing. And because it seems like a lot of people are really excited about it. Um, and from from all reports, even even the people who don't think it's going to you know, mount to anything, they're all saying it's a really well-made machine and it does what it does really well. Like that headline said, it's just kind of trying to find what the I mean, I'm using killer app like a video game company would, but. What is the thing that is going to really make this thing a necessary, semi-necessary thing to have? Right. You know? Right. Because once that happens, then, you know, people are going to be like, all right, I'll save a couple of years and I'll, you know, be able to buy one of these. Yeah. So yeah, it I could happen. And then even if, even if this one doesn't work out that way, if it's popular enough, you know other companies are going to come out of the woodwork and continue to try to read or... or uh, not reiterate, what's where I'm looking for? Iterate. Yeah, to, to iterate on AR and VR to make it cheaper. Yeah. Uh, to make it more accessible. Yeah. And to do more of the stuff that they're doing with this and not just be something for video games or, you know, uh, watching 3D movies of Nepal or yeah. something, you know? So I don't know. I, I think that this may be a major step in that direction. We'll see. I, uh, it's hard to say at this point. Yeah. Because uh, you, you can't underestimate Apple, but it's expensive. I just, yeah, I just really feel like at, at its price point, if you've got $3,500 to drop on one piece of tech, I mean, why wouldn't you just get like a new computer or sure. a new laptop? Or well, uh, one of the tweets I saw that was pretty funny is like, for this price, you can buy like a high-end OLED, like... 70 inch TV. Yeah. And that's something everyone can enjoy. Right. <laughs> Not just you with it on your face. Right. And also that thing is again, a thing that serves a need, you sure. know, everybody has a television, right. you know, $3,500. Yeah. You're not buying that head headset instead of a TV, you know, like that's not happening. That's like what? Seven PlayStation fives. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, again, there are already VR head units that are way cheaper. Yeah. That are comparable as far as, like, visual fidelity. Yeah. Not as good, 
because you know Apple's working with top of the line stuff here. But you know, the for all intents and purposes, the the PSVR two is a great machine. Um, you know, the the Meta Quest and Quest two and all all those different iterations are apparently really good and pretty cheap. Yeah. So there's already an option there for people who can't afford this thing. The question is, will the Apple name, will the, you know, the, the prestige and legacy of Apple be able to be enough to sell these? We'll see. Yeah. We shall see. When, when is it uh, releasing? That's a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, let me see if I can... I don't know. I'm not sure if they have a release date set yet. Uh, let me just go ahead and Google that. Vision Pro release date. Early 2024. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we'll come back to this when people ha get their hands on reviews and uh, we kind of see how this stuff integrates itself into you know our day-to-day -day lives yeah because i don't know like i said i just i don't see it but you don't see the vision, vision. <laughs> i'm a cynic when it comes to shit like that I yeah just don't, you know uh you just broke <laughs> <laughs> that too uh -huh. that too it sucks i hate it <laughs> no one should buy this machine <laughs> let alone me if i can't have it no <laughs> one can all right well, while we wait for the Vision Pro, we finally got Vin Diesel's vision. Mm, and he is a pro. <laughs> Fast X has been out. And uh, can you pull up the box office, please? Sure. Two, you know, middling reviews, but that, that, that's not... That's, As to be expected. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. So I, I don't know why anybody would... Uh, I get that we're having this conversation about cinema mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the film bros are, are, are at all, they're, they're more powerful than they've ever been. And talking about film has never been more, I guess, accessible. Mm -hmm. You go on Twitter and everybody seems to be having an intellectual conversation about film. Not really, because when you actually look at the conversations being had, you're like, yeah. it's not even a good point. It's or a pseudo-intellectual conversation, yeah. more often than not. So it makes sense that this movie is, gets reviewed that it, the way that it does. I'm just really, I just don't, I wonder if people are just going to get over it. <laughs> it's the 10th movie. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I feel like there is a, a large swath of people who either don't care have no opinion about the the Fast and Furious franchise yeah. by and large, or are in on it like we are yeah. and actively enjoy how dumb they are nowadays. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, uh, the film has taken in 129 million in the U.S., but it's starting to slow down, which is worrying people because apparently uh, F9 got 175 million domestically and 700 worldwide. Yeah. What's his worldwide gross so, right now? I don't know. That, that I don't have that number in front of me right now. But mm. um, things aren't looking so good because apparently the budget for Fast X was $350 million. 
So. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. And uh, who can we blame for this lack of success? Would it be Vin Diesel? No, 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 no. no. It can't be Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is the captain of the ship. Of course. Yeah. So. Infallible, some would say. <laughs> he would say. Yeah. No, 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 no. It can't be him. And it can't be The Rock because he's been out of the franchise for a while. Yeah. And apparently they, they patched up their thing. I, I've heard. So yeah. we'll talk about that. But yeah, yeah. So it can't be The Rock, no. right? The director? The new director? No, 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 no. It can't be the director. I mean, he is the one who's probably solely responsible for how the film is. For how the film is. Sure, you know, What sure. the film is. Should be, you know. No. Well, maybe one of the writers? I don't think so. No. No. What about the only thing in the movie that's being reviewed well hmm maybe that's to blame for the performance the soundtrack of the no 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 not the soundtrack oh no no apparently jason momoa's actual (laughs) his performance in the film is pretty much the only thing that is being spoken about positively ah it's over the top it's zany it's kind of you know weird and quirky Chewing up the scenery. As he does. As, as the villain. Yeah. And that, according to Vin Diesel, <laughs> is the reason for the poor performance of, uh, of, of Fast X. And, and reportedly, poor, reportedly. 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 We, right, right, we right. weren't in these rooms, you know. Right. Right. Allegedly. Right. This is, what, this is how Vin feels. Although, it's not that hard of a stretch, considering... Everything else that has upset him, <laughs> his history of, yeah. of being upset at, at I, I mean, it, strange it's things. Very plausible for him to look around <laughs> and go, "Well, there's only one new thing here, and it's that <laughs> and fucking it's guy you. over there, you with the great hair." It's wild to me, man. That Vin, I, it's, I can't believe, like I used to think that he was just this humble. Gentle Dumb giant. guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, you know, he seemed like, I, I just want to make a movie. He genuinely seems like just a, a big lovable dork, you know? Yeah. Like a creative, like, theater kid who happens to look like a biker. Right. You know? And he's like, this is how my bread is getting buttered, so I'll yeah. lean into this. But sure. he's a goofball. Exactly. Or at least that's what he seems like. Yes, exactly. He's really into video games and stuff and sci-fi. It, it seems like... Uh, a a good guy to hang out with, and yet Vin can be pretty vindictive. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Just came up with that one. Now going back to to the the feud with The Rock, for instance, this was a this was a feud so, based solely on ego. Yeah. Who is in charge of these films? The Rock comes in and he's he wants to be an executive producer. He wants to have like full control over his character. He wants to like basically partner up with Vin Diesel on this franchise. He's like, listen, my, you know, I have the star power equal to this franchise. Right. And now that I'm a part of it, like, you know, I want some say-so. Vin's like, no. Hell no. Fuck you. <laughs> I built this thing from the ground up with yeah. these hands. Uh-huh. And this family. With a wrench. <laughs> you think I'm just going to fucking give it away? No. No, absolutely not. So a lot of that's where a lot of that stemmed from. Uh, and apparently they patched their thing up conveniently around the same time that this movie is not doing too well. Yeah. Again, relative terms because $170 million domestic sure. is still pretty good. <coughs> yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at, but 
with a budget like three hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah, you, you got to do better than that. Yeah, you got to do better than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, going back to uh, how these movies are received, they are going to run their course. Sure. As much as we both love this franchise, eleven movies, with, maybe with, even twelve, with suggestions of there being unlimited spinoffs. Yeah, and you know, it, 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 it. As a fan, as a genuine fan of this franchise, through all of its ups and downs, makes my heart sink. Yeah, I want them to leave it alone. Just let it go, at least for a while. I mean, at, know? at some point, you have you have to go. Like we can't. Because the thing is, they're not doing anything new or different or, like... They're not getting better. No. They, yes, they're not getting better. That's, yeah, they're just, they just are what they are. And ever since 8, probably, yeah, they've just been this thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once everybody made the jokes about, like, ah, they're going to send a car into space, and then they actually did it. <laughs> It's yeah. kind of like, I don't know if it's a jump in the shark moment, because how, how do you jump the shark in a franchise like this? But it is a moment where you go, all right. I don't know how, where what else are can we doing? you go? Yeah. You got to, like, traverse dimensions? Like, what more can you really do? Sure. There's only so many cars you can explode on the highway. There's only so many submarines you right. can sink. Well, the way, the, way, the way back to Jesus in this moment, I feel, is to strip it down again. Yeah. Make it... Way like take away all of the you know the the over the topness of it. I would I say that while also cringing a little bit inside because I love that about where this franchise went. Yeah. I love that it went over the top. I love that it became something like a, a superhero movie. But again, because it's plateaued to the place that it is now, and I'd say starting to to tread water. Um, it, it may be time to strip it back, ground it again, make it about street racers, yeah. make it about, you know, believable cars and crime and, you know, make it still have the tenets of a Fast and Furious movie, which is family, uh, uh, racing, family, uh, I mean, melodrama, you it's know, very easy to do a jump forward like 10 years and then just have Vin Toretto training his kid. To be uh, a professional race car driver. Sure. Boom. Yeah. And then you you slide in some kind of like criminality element. There is some criminal element coming out of the woodwork. And he doesn't have to be a fucking secret agent. Sure. He could just be a kid caught up in something. He's got to make a decision whether to uh, <coughs> make fast money on the streets or go professional and, and, and stay legitimate or something. You, you could literally do a, 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 a pseudo reboot slash reimagining mm-hmm. with Toretto's kid and, uh, and um, Brian's kid. Yeah. Brian's kid becomes a cop like his old man. Mm-hmm. And Toretto's kid becomes a race car driver like his old man. Yeah. Or the opposite. They switch. Or the opposite. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. A little yeah. twist, a little yeah. twist on the the whole dynamic. Now you you may say to yourself as you're listening, oh yeah, listen to these two, you know, backseat drivers, uh-huh. unintended again, uh, Monday morning quarterback in this. Yeah, but I implore you to watch these movies and think, is this any worse than what you've already <laughs> seen? <laughs> Do you think that this sure. is you know a huge leap from where they where they've gone with it? 
it can't be no dumber than Charlize Theron being this this super all powerful, all seeing, omnipotent fucking yeah. supervillain. Yeah. yeah, and then Jason Momoa's character apparently being related to the guy who owned. <laughs> 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 it's just so silly. It's just so silly. Yeah, yeah. The amount of um, uh, uh, retroactive uh, recastings, and, or not recastings, but castings in the first place of characters that we should have known the entire time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's pretty I, ridiculous. I've got some stuff spoiled for me that I won't spoil for you, but like, they're, they really, this movie is all first drafts. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not an ounce of thought put into yeah, nobody any, said no no continuity yeah no they're just like guys listen no one's no one cares yeah it's like that um that interview every time uh mark Wahlberg, mark Wahlberg, mark hamill talks about harrison ford when they were making uh star wars mm-hmm. and he's like he says when they come out of the trash compactor he's like my hair should be all smudged up and gross and mm-hmm. harrison ford's like kid if people are paying attention to your hair, you know. We have bigger issues. Right. Yeah. And and I really feel like that is the ideology that Vin Diesel runs his entire thing with. Yeah. It's like, no one cares about that. And it's like, eh, I mean, people care. We just have gotten to a point where we know you don't care. Yeah. And so it makes it even sillier. And you just kind of... You know, it's like you, you you throw caution to the wind, and you go, "All right, well, if you're if you're not even going to give an, a yeah. single solitary fuck, I'm not going to waste my energy." You're asking us to ignore a lot. Yeah, and and that's fine mm-hmm. if we've established that, but you can't then turn around and be like, "We made a piece of art, and it was ruined." By Jason Momoa's silly performance, and that's why the movie didn't do well. No, you kind of have to accept where you are right now. Yeah, um, he is—he is many things, but I don't think he would ever point the finger at, his, at himself and no. take accountability. No, humility is something he sorely lacks. <coughs> if we're to not believe, a, not a humble man. We're to believe everything that we've heard about him. Sure. Yeah. Which again, you, like you said, reportedly, allegedly. Yeah. We don't know the man. This is true. We don't know him. But if you are to believe what we've heard about him, he is sorely lacking in humility. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know, it kind of makes sense that Michelle Rodriguez would be um, in these movies complaining uh, because it seems like she sorely lacks humility too. <laughs> Letty. Letty. Can you imagine? Not Letty. She's been in the game for years. Yeah. She's been in Hollywood. She's been in movies for years. Yeah. And she's got Since the, the beginning. nerve. She's got the absolute fucking nerve to be complaining about Marvel movies and the amount of Marvel movies that are getting made. And then to top to put to ice the cake, this TMZ video comes out of her pretty obviously buzzed. Yeah. And she's like, why are we stealing all the white people, you know? Like, let high, like, like, you know, we're making all the... And we're like... And I just... Even, even the tweet, the first tweet that I saw that had that video embedded yeah. was like, Michelle Rodriguez says what we're all thinking. Uh-huh. I saw that one, too. <laughs> I, like, I saw it. Who's we? And, and a lot, like, the comments underneath it were, of course, like, I knew she was a real one. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
She gets it. So now, now it's fine. Now it's good to like Michelle Rodriguez. Sure. Before, mm-hmm. when people didn't know if she was like a lesbian or not, or you know, there was all these like she's she's too much of a tomboy. She's too much of a tough girl. She's actually not that hot. Blah blah blah. I've seen that a lot. She's a little brown. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little. A little I don't know. A little brown. I mean, her last name is name's Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. So Michelle, we can get with that. The right. Rodriguez mm. part. Ooh. Now that she said this shit, oh, now, now it's okay. Yeah. And that shows you how fucking hypocritical and quick some of these of people are to just like that. Yeah. You just got to say the right thing. That's it. That's all it takes. Yep. Nothing matters to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm disappointed, obviously. Well, Why? we should be clear. What she said was, not verbatim, but the, the idea behind what she said was... Uh, why are minorities taking white superhero roles? Yeah. And um, first, what is she even talking about? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because I know that's a talking point for a lot of people. Yeah. But I don't see it happening very often. Yeah. Well, especially roles. If she's talking about just like characters being um, race swapped and gender swapped... Brown right. wash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sure, hit us with the same talking points that the rest of us, the rest of them, hit us with. If she's talking about just straight up roles, who, 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 what is she talking about? What characters? I don't know. I, I, you know, it's just like this, this imaginary boogeyman that they create, and I just don't know what. Maybe, uh, did, did she dislike our Black Superman episode? She probably was one of the people that came <sighs> in. Uh, and dislike the video. It's rough. I mean, I, it's I imagine rough, if she actually did watch it, yeah, she wouldn't like it too much. Yeah. Not Black Superman. Black Superman. I, you know, it's it's it's. I don't I don't get it. I don't. We're we're we're, we're and this is what I was talking. This is kind of the stuff that I was thinking about when I was talking about where we are in society. Like these are the kind of conversations that we're still having. And mm. you think people are going to buy four thousand dollar? <laughs> VR headset, like this. Yeah, these are the kind of conversations we're having. As long as they can have their white superheroes on it, <laughs> as long as that's included, fine. I think. I think if if they knew best, they would just bow out now. The fast, the fast guys, fast, the guys. fast guys, the fast guys. Uh-huh. But it's filled with a bunch of people who, like, you can tell, don't really give a shit. They're all cash and check. Like, Ludacris hasn't done another movie. No. He's, and he knows it too. When you see him in these interviews, he's like, getting cast in the Fast and the Furious was the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I, every couple of years, I get this humongous check. <laughs> I get to go to uh, Brazil for a few months. Yeah. And- I get, I get, I have to learn like a page of dialogue. <laughs> and then I just get to go home and, and, and be richer than I ever would have been as just a rapper. Yeah. And that's how the rest of like Tyree Tyrese, what the fuck has Tyrese done? Nothing. And matter of fact, what the fuck has Michelle Rodriguez done? I mean, all of them. The, the, like <laughs> Wasn't she in SWAT? SWAT? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was before Fast and the Furious. No. Or like around the same time. Uh, yeah, I think it was. It was well, because the first after. one came out in two thousand one, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. 2001, and then the second one was like 2002 or 2003. It was like shortly after. 
All right, let's let's fact check here. I'm gonna say 2001. SWAT, I'm gonna say SWAT was like 2003, 2004. I'm gonna yeah, I think it's around around there. SWAT. 2003. Nice. Hey, nice. got him. So she yeah. So <laughs> she, she was in SWAT. Yeah, she parlayed that into SWAT. Yeah, she's she's been typecast literally her entire career. Oh yeah, for sure. And and. Like someone in her shoes, I just feel like maybe you just shouldn't talk about stereotypes and uh, you know things being like things being like too consistent or things not changing in Hollywood and things like oh we're remaking this same movie over and over again. It's like you have been cashing that same check yeah. for like twenty years, sure. which is fine if you kept your mouth shut. But if you're going to have an opinion on Marvel movies, if you're going to have an opinion on, oh, they're brownwashing these superheroes, if you're going to have these kinds of opinions, then it's like, all right, well, now we have to take a magnifying glass to your film roles. What the fuck have you done differently in Hollywood? What have you innovated on? What have you, when, what stand have you taken? Yeah. She has played Letty or some version of yeah, Letty yeah. in almost everything i've ever seen her in you gotta you gotta think that some of what she said was sour grapes right of course you know like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> she just sneaks into frame you're not even trying to hide no not even a little bit <laughs> all right no no thank you no i'm good thanks <laughs> yes yes i do believe that some of it has to be sour grapes. Sure. And it, she was drunk, you know, whatever. She was drunk and she revealed how she really feels about stuff, but it's hypocritical yeah. is what I'm saying. Sure. Like, I just don't want to hear that from someone in her shoes. Yeah. Well, and I've seen this counter argument, uh, you know, as we saw, actually as a rebuttal to our feelings on Black Superman. Black Superman. Where people are saying, well, it's not, it's not like... Uh, it's not directly like a racist statement to say that or to have that opinion. It, it's just saying that there should be more originally written characters a la Miles Morales who are people of color as opposed to just making a traditionally white character a person of color. See, now, if people wanted to have that conversation like five or ten years ago, I could rock with you. Mm-hmm. When you try to have that conversation now, people are like, they're just making more woke superheroes. Anytime they try to make a new hero mm -hmm. that's black, brown, gay, gay, trans, anything that yeah. is outside the norm, the norm, quote unquote, you get all these people who come in and they go, you're just trying to fill a quote. Yeah, it's just slap back wow. at you. You're, you're trying to fill a quota. You're trying, you're trying to be woke. You know, you created this character to, to, you know, answer for this thing or that thing. And it's like, well, you can't win. Because if you race swap yeah. a beloved white hero, then people get mad at you for that. But right. if you create a black character and go, these are his superpowers. He's independent of all this other stuff. This is the guy. Then they go, <coughs> you just made the black guy... Because you know that you're just like, there's not enough black people, and that's why you made the black character. Uh -huh. Like, you know, you're just, it's just woke, man. Yeah, yeah. Why are you making this political? Yeah. 
Now it's a whole statement, and it's like, well, he just he's just a black character. Why does it? Right. You know? Does it matter? It shouldn't. Yeah. So I, I just... I just can't entertain that argument anymore because that's all you hear nowadays. Yeah. When they make original black characters, like you, you I mean, I've, I've seen it with Miles Morales, for instance. A lot of people are like, he's just black Peter Parker, even though he has set himself so far apart yeah. from just being the a black P- Peter, a, a Parker. Peter Parker clone. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think making those characters directly interact in like almost any medium that they're in helps solidify the fact that they are very different characters. Yeah. That they make an effort to show how different they are. Yeah. The, the, the way they interplay with each other. Yeah. They're both Spider-Man, but they're not the same character. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's very clear. But how many times have you seen, like, him just coded as black Spider-Man and not just Spider-Man? Sure. Well, and I feel like that's changed over time with the popularity of, you know, the, the PlayStation game. And Spider-Verse movie. Spider-Verse movie. Um, I think Donald Glover has a lot to do with that, too. A hundred percent. I mean, like, he is, by all accounts, the reason for uh, 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 Miles Morales being created as a character to be, like, really, to launch that character in, into the stratosphere. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. By all means, he has a, a very big stake in that character's popularity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I've seen that argument before, too. Uh, and, and people just clamoring to have Peter Parker back. Yeah. Because they're tired of Miles Morales now. You yeah. Know? So he's been around for like three years, and they're already like, all right, which we got not, it, which, the black guy. Ooh. Like, enough is enough. Which, uh, you know, not, not to mention, on top of that, the whole reason why so many traditional superheroes are white is because... There was no representation before because they wouldn't write a black character or a brown character unless they were or an Asian character because they were only written as these stereotypes. Yeah. We've talked about this about wrestling before. You know, it's the same thing. It's like if there was representation, it was either completely negative and or a complete stereotype and caricature of that culture. Yeah. I mean, if you... I mean, you can look at it now. I mean, there's still there's still some stuff like like with wrestling, for instance. You look at some characters and you go like that. They're still kind of being a little stereotypical with this, but for the most part, they've really gotten over that and like they let a lot of these guys and girls just be a thing that they want to be, True. even if they have to be like these silly characters. At least they don't lean too heavily on the stereotypes anymore. They still do to yeah. an extent, mm-hmm. but can you imagine <coughs> if some of these comics were written? in 2023 you would get a vastly different vision sure of of these characters yeah and it's pretty clear because the way that a lot of these characters are written now by new comic book artists and writers you see like how they would have been written if it was acceptable sure to 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 write about these characters and and if the comic book writers themselves and artists themselves were people of those cultures. Right. Because a lot of the reason why they delved into stereotypes so much is because the writers didn't know the culture. They knew it from stereotypes and from caricatures and from a lot of, you know, racist sources. Yeah. Or their own biases, you know? Yeah. So now that there is a, uh, a, a, an ever-growing... 
community of artists and writers and directors and everything else, the video game creators, all of that leads to a naturally more diverse uh, playing field. Yeah. And why wouldn't that be reflected in the art that they make? Yeah. It's it's simple, you know, like... So I don't know why you don't get this. <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy to understand why and not, not take it personally. Why there's more diversity in your art that you're consuming. Sure, you can choose to not consume that art because you don't want to see black people on your TV screen or yeah, whatever. But the walls are closing in on white people, man. Good. You should, if, you are, if you are a person who doesn't want to see a gay person on your screen or... An Indian person on your screen, or a black person on your screen. I I hope that you are you are left with no entertainment at some <laughs> point. You know, like because yeah. you don't deserve it. No, you know, like go ahead and and, and keep reading Gone with the Wind. You yeah. know, like fine, go ahead, enjoy, enjoy the the limited scope of creativity and art that you can consume because. Ultimately, that's on you. You know, you can decide to 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 close the the scope of your vision and your entertainment and your creativity and everything else if you want to. Yeah. But I mean, give me give me all the stuff. You know. Yeah. I want to hear a story I haven't heard before. I want to hear about people I've never heard about before. You know, what's your world like? Tell me. I think that's that's more interesting. Yeah. Personally. And also go fuck yourself. Sure. Do that too. (laughs) Enjoy. Well, I mean, I haven't really seen any kind of uh, fallout or backlash with the Michelle Rodriguez thing. I think people are just whatever. Well, I mean, she also is like, who cares? Who cares? (laughs) It's a a nothing burger. Yeah. You know? It's It's fine. So uh, we'll we'll see with the uh, Fast and the Furious movie because part two... Vin Diesel had the genius idea, never never been done before, uh-huh. to take the last movie in the series and go, you know what? I'm just going to chop it up a little bit. Sure, yeah. So I can just squeeze every last drop. He's Harry Pottering it. Harry Pottering it, Avengering yeah. it. Avengering it, yeah. Uh, 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 <coughs> Hunger Gamesing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody else did it too. Oh, wait, Hunger Games, the last one was two? Yeah, it was two, it was two huh. movies. I didn't realize that. Uh, didn't they do it with... Um, with uh, with with uh, Twilight. Oh, Thank Twilight. you. That's what yes. I was thinking. Twilight yes, did yes, it. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. they all. Yeah. Wow. That <laughs> happened way more often than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Mm. So, we'll see. Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible's <laughs> doing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, come on, Tom. You're better than that. Just <laughs> no. Give, give me movie. more. <laughs> give me more. <laughs> well, just make another. It doesn't have to be part two. I guess so. I mean, I would sit there and watch a five-hour Mission Impossible finale. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Make gladly. it, make it long, make it long and strong. strong. Okay, let's get out of it. Got to get that let's fiction get on. Get fiction on. Mm. We're just full of them today. Which is a cult forty-five racking off. It works every time. Nice. All right. Last but not least, <sighs> the genius Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. The God. He has finally decided to hang it up, or has he? Who knows? He's done this before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we we don't really know what the man has lying behind those sad, sad eyes. Mm, those soulful <laughs> drops of dew. <laughs> but what we do know is that 
the latest film that's been announced from Studio Ghibli mm. is reportedly his last movie. Yeah. And uh, you got some more info on that? I do. It is called How Do You Live? And according to Variety, uh, maximum secrecy will be maintained until release. Um, the, a producer hints that widely assumed plot details may be wrong. Okay. So we don't know anything about this movie. All we have is like one image, which appears to be a bird. Um, you know, not rare for a Miyazaki story. Right. Uh, uh, he, uh, the man loves flying and flight <laughs> uh-huh. and animals. So um, we don't know anything. <laughs> and that's apparently by design. So the question here is... Is it is it genius or <clears throat> lunacy to release a movie like this? And do you remember any time that this has ever happened before? Because I don't. I think that it's refreshing. It's the mm-hmm. first thing that I think of is imagine nowadays for a movie to come out and you not see you know, teaser after teaser after promo after TikTok yeah. after Facebook posts and Instagram. There, this shit is everywhere. Like you can see where that marketing budget is going. Yeah, you can't. You can't look away. It's everywhere. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know. Some stuff just is not really sacred anymore. Mm-hmm. I was. I went and saw. Uh, Guardians finally. So I've seen Guardians Volume 3. Okay. Uh, incredible movie. Yeah, it's great. I thought it was great uh, 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 send-off for the series. There's a moment in the like last half of the movie where uh, Nakamura. Shit. Mantis? No, Gamora's sister. Oh, uh, 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 Nebula. <gasps> Nebula. Yeah. Nebula says to Drax, as he's like comforting all those kids, and, and he, you know, it's this really sentimental, sweet moment where she says, uh, "You never meant to be a destroyer. You were mm-hmm. meant to be a dad." Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, yeah, and it's heart wrenching, and it like re- didn't register for me as much as it should have because it was all over the fucking trailers. Yeah, why would that mo- when I watched that <laughs> moment in context? There is zero reason that it should have been in the trailers. Yeah. There is zero reason that that I should have seen that scene before having seen it in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like it was a selling point. Like, oh, that's so sweet. Now I want to go watch the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. why? Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. So I'm on board for the experiment. I mean, if I'm thinking realistically, it's probably a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think... It's crazy as a fox uh-huh. because I think the people who are are really excited about this movie to begin with are already dorks about Miyazaki. You know, yeah. I think it's rare that you'll find a first time uh, uh, watcher of a Miyazaki film seeing this movie in theaters. You know, it's probably mostly people who are already already know about this movie coming out, already are excited about it have been, you know, looking online about different theories about what it could be about. Yeah. Um, so I think the the fan base is mostly built in. And I think because of that and it, it being his sort of his final bow uh, to, to, to bow out as an artist in this way, 
Um, I think it's really it's it's poetic, and it's I think I think it's pretty smart. I think it's going to add to a buzz once you know reviews come out and um, you know people are finally able to sit in a theater without knowing anything other than a single kind of vague image. Uh, I will say it makes me excited about. I mean, it really raises my excitement level of like going into a theater and not knowing any. Like, that'd be this. <clears throat> I mean, can you imagine doing that or being able to do that as an adult? No. <laughs> Excuse me. You used to be able to like go to the theater and just buy a ticket to something and be like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Sure. Yeah. And be like pleasantly surprised at how good a movie well, was. Before social media. Yeah. But now. There's just, it's impossible. Yeah. There's no way to go to a movie without at least having an inkling of what it's about. Sure. Or having stumbled upon, like you guys were talking about Cocaine Bear uh, earlier. Yeah. Like that is a movie that, you know, 15 years ago, you would go to the marquee and go, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I like, got to see that. Yeah, and you'd go watch that and like <laughs> you would just have this fresh uh, uh, viewing of the thing and go and and come out of it going like I, I don't know what I expected but yeah there was cocaine and there was a bear sure nowadays it's like it's so into itself mm -hmm. all of this stuff is so like like when Marvel uh, advertises their movies they're like it's the event of the summer mm -hmm. it's an event it's not a movie it's it's right. a it's a thing that you do it's right. not a it's not a, a a piece of art that you consume it's an experience it's a, yeah yeah and i don't know this is this is the exact opposite of that and it obviously makes the most sense with the man and i don't know i love it i love the idea yeah like i said i don't know because you're right that the people who are going to see this movie in the theaters are already excited about it. Yeah. But on the other hand, promos and teasers and trailers are about getting the people who don't know about it. That's the entire idea behind sure. those things, sure. right? So I think Miyazaki has the same sway that like Tarantino or Scorsese or uh, I don't know, any, any, any major or uh, uh, Kojima, you know, any auteur of their craft top of their game has yeah so i think the studio just is able to be like yeah let's let's throw a dick around a little bit yeah you know like oh this is a this, this is, is a it dick toss this right is here. the this is the end <laughs> this is the end for this incredible genius of a of a filmmaker of an animator um you know let's let's do it his way yeah. and it's going to be a thing that you got to go and see yeah it, it's kind of funny because I remember when I was in Japan. <laughs> oh God! With with my with my girlfriend. <laughs> um, when we went to oh, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. You need to catch up because I'm almost there, buddy. Almost there, bitch. <laughs> that's like three more glasses. Ah, that's fine. <clears throat> You'll see. You'll all see. But when when we were in Japan, uh, we went to the uh, the Ghibli Museum. And uh, they have uh, rotating films there that you can only see at the museum or the amusement park. Um, so there, I, I think there is like a an appreciation for like 
being in the moment and seeing something for the first time or only being able to see something at a certain place at a certain time yeah with studio ghibli and i think this is sort of a, a call call back to that and a celebration of that of it not being about the ads it not being about this giant press run and social media buys and all this crap and billboards <clears throat> it's just about the thing you know yeah and like you said it's very refreshing i love that and who's going to go on the press run anyway I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you would do. I guess the when it eventually comes to America, the voice cast they yeah. have for it. Yeah, you know they'll be there. God, we're doing more promo for this movie than than they've tried. <laughs> yeah, this this is all free promo for them. Mm. Yeah, when's it supposed to come out? Uh, it's coming out in Japan on July fourteenth. Uh, I'm not sure if an American release, a Western release, has been announced, but I'm sure it'll be. You know, relatively soon thereafter, within a year, I would assume. Um, so close to my birthday. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could go to Japan and watch it. Uh, yeah. You gonna pay for the ticket? Uh, I didn't for my say, birthday? Didn't say that. For the broski? I'll buy the I'll buy the ticket to the movie. Oh God. <laughs> okay. <coughs> well, I think I think I think that's enough, right? No. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, before we review these brewskis, we got to do one last thing, and that is the cheers of the week. So, Obi, who are you cheers into, my friend? Or what? Who, what, when, where are you Why? choosing to? Uh, my cheers of the week goes to, I think you should leave. Ah. It's so, so chunky. It's, <laughs> it's just a funk. Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, I'm a latecomer to, I think you should leave. But I think hey man, it, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, better I, than being an early comer, <laughs> <laughs> right, Sherry? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, I had heard of I think you should leave a long time ago, uh-huh. and I'd seen the memes, but I hadn't watched it for myself until uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Sherry and I ran through it like within a week. Um, with the new season out, we're starting to watch that now, and it's just so strange and uncomfortable. Yeah, and sometimes poetic, sometimes dark, oftentimes very silly, and I just love that kind of comedy in general. Uh, that it kind of leaves you uh, without like solid ground to stand on you don't you never know what you're gonna get let alone each episode but like each skit yeah um it's it's a very unique show and i love it and i recommend it uh at least to try for everyone i i don't think it'll be everyone's cup of tea um but no yeah if it clicks with you i think it, it really clicks with you yeah so check it out it's on netflix very easy to watch that's if you haven't been booted off your friends. Netflix. Sure, sure. Also, they're only like fifteen minutes each, so very easy uh, barrier for entry. Yeah, for it. Did you finish season three? Not yet. I haven't watched it at all. I'd like to like to see some of it. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. <sighs> all right, my cheers of the week. Uh, probably could tell if you're watching. Mm-hmm. The Iron Sheik. Sheiky, Sheiky baby. Passed away sadly today. Um, uh, an absolute legend, 
icon, mm-hmm. one of the mainstays of the golden age of wrestling. Uh, one of the guys that I mean, we were talking about stereotypes in <laughs> yeah. wrestling earlier. Uh, he was just a a the stereotypical villain, mm-hmm. you know, the foreign invader. Uh, big mustache, yeah, pointy he, boots. He had the uh, the the <coughs> the big Iranian like mm-hmm. bat swinging thing. Like I, if you guys have ever, if you guys are fans of uh, Action, Action Bronson, Bronson yeah, he's swinging that bul- Bulgarian like uh-huh. bat thing that he yeah. works out with. Iron Sheik used to come out with two that looked like bowling ball pins, and he would swing them around his mm-hmm. head. Oh, he was a beast, man, yeah. and he was, you know. It was fucking legit, you yeah. know, for for the style for the style of wrestling in the '80s, which was big, bulky, you know, huge dumb dudes slamming yeah, yeah. into each other. He was like very talented for that style, you know. There was a handful of guys like when you think about '80s wrestling, you just think about bodybuilders sure. who just body slammed each other, did these weak, weird moves, and uh, weren't very athletic, but yeah. they were showmen. Looking sure. at you, Hulk Hogan. Uh, and we're going to come back to We're going to circle back to I, Hogan in a I'm, second. I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> waiting for it. But, uh, he, you know, Shiki was, was, was really talented. He was mm-hmm. very, uh, a really good in-ring talent. Yeah. Had the look. Had the charisma. You know? He, he had it all when you needed to have it all in the 80s. Yeah. You know? You weren't rising above the rest of these guys if you didn't have, if you weren't like tens across the board. Yeah. One of the best heels of all time. And then... In the in in the uh, post wrestling era, he becomes even more legendary. <laughs> His social media presence <laughs> is like I mean a mean god, a god. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he had to have had like his kid helping him with the page, or like you know somebody's. But that notwithstanding, his social media presence was on par with some of like the most famous, you know people on social media yeah like as as just being a guy on there having his finger on the pulse yeah. of of current events and the format of just being fuck the whatever yeah, just it's great yeah just his attitude who he was who he was post wrestling like he'd show up and do like shoot interviews or like you know show up to places that he wasn't invited to and, <laughs> yeah. and just being a complete maniac and stuff. Then you look on his social media and you're like, oh, this guy's just an actual maniac. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> it's just, you would just be sitting in like his chair screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Not to mention <laughs> his absolute loathing and hatred of Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan is the stuff of legend. Yeah. And it really endeared me to him Especially like post, post, post wrestling career, uh, I was like, "Yeah, this guy, he gets, he gets it. it. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking gets it. He's a real one. He never let that pointy shoe off of the throat of Hulk Hogan until the day that he, he fucking died. died, man. Yeah, and I just fucking love that. You gotta salute it. You got to. You just got to. And so for Iron Sheik, I salute you, my friend." And fuck Hulk Hogan. Fuck Hulk Hogan. One last time. All right. You think we got it? I know we got it. Oh, wait. Well, we got to review these beers before we... Uh, I mean, we got to, you know. I mean, You're not wrong. So, tonight's brew not wrong. was the original Amer- classic American lager, the Colt 
45. We could have done like, you know, Edward 40 hands. But <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. He's definitely, Adam's ahead of me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been telling you that. Okay, all right, you know, all right. You think you're better than me? Yeah, I know I'm better than you. Oh, the camera died. <laughs> <laughs> Should have ended it when we had the chance. <laughs> That's what we get for bickering. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I don't know if anybody's still watching for the review anyway. <laughs> it's okay. If you are, we appreciate you. Yes, we do. And so for you who's still here, here's our review. What'd you think? Mm. You know, I got to be honest with you. I expected this to suck way more. Yeah. It's actually really smooth, not overly malty, which I was expecting from a malt liquor. Mm-hmm. Um, gen- like, really r- more teetering on the, the lager-ness of it all. Yeah. I think that's because it is lighter than other malt liquors, and I actually really like that, especially for a volume as big as this. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of four. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's really not that bad. It's, it's really good. It really isn't. It really isn't that bad. No, I I, I I don't know if it's it. I don't know if I'm overselling because of my low expectations, but I actually like it. <laughs> no, I think I think that you get this idea in your head of what malt liquor is or what it's supposed to be. Right. You're, it's supposed to be bad, right? That's what everybody tells you. And anytime that you've had a malt liquor, you're like, well, this is just cheap swill. Sure. And it's in a, a giant, yeah. But it doesn't have to be. No, And this not. isn't like, I mean, I'm, you know, it's not some like craft lager, but it's, I mean, it's, it's it's as good as anything else that you get sure. at, at the store. Like, yeah. you can tell me this is this isn't comparable to just drinking, like, a PBR or, like, a fucking, like, or a Miller High Life. Like, for my money, it, it, and maybe I'll have to do a blind taste test here, but I think it tastes a little better than, like, a Budweiser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say, I would, I would say that. If you can wrap your lips around a fucking Budweiser, you can certainly wrap your lips around this Colt, Colt 45. 45. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four also. I love to hear it. All right, so that's the unanimous four for the Colt 485. Nice, <laughs> nice. Now do you think we got it? I don't got it. Well, let's get it out of here, man. This has been the One Beer In podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. Two birds. Yeah.